Welcome back, warriors, <laughs> to a podcast episode that I haven't done in months. So months, months. A uh, Ron is here with me again today. My, oh. my lovely husband, A Ron, and um, we just kind of felt like this was a really good day to hop on and record a short episode based on some experiences that happened yesterday, yes. and it just got us thinking and talking. And here we are. And I think we're going to probably have to just record more episodes because we've had a little bit of a dry spell. Yeah. Um, let's get right into it. First of all, thank you for being here. Um, you can always find me at thewarriorcenter.com and also inside the Warrior Center where I teach in depth about things like history and government. Aaron actually teaches mm. on all kinds of things in the Warrior Center. And actually, you need to do a new one. <laughs> you actually need to upload a new lesson on, <laughs> on, something. on something. We'll figure it out. Yep. Uh, but also about natural health information, natural medicine, autism recovery, literally anything that you feel like you would need to learn about to empower yourself to speak up and advocate for you, your child, your family inside a doctor's office. And I'll just say, well, checks are not necessary. Nope. So you can just cut that off of your list right now. <laughs> mm. Anyways, um, I always look forward to connecting with you guys offline. So feel free to, again, head to thewarriorcenter.com. Also, you can find me on social media as well. And uh, let's get into it. So okay. the gist of this episode is how easy it is to trigger a liberal. <laughs> or I should say a progressive liberal, which I think is actually a very small percentage. They're just very loud. Well, it's think of because it. people can be considered liberal yes. and that's fine. I mean, Bill Maher is liberal. Yeah. yeah. Well, look at how he's been speaking out against the Biden regime, oh, yeah. King, King Biden King and Biden. Uh, the COVID hysteria and all of that. And you know what? It did take people like him a little bit of time to see it play out, to see the damage that was done mm -hmm. to children. And I do firmly believe, and I always like to think the best of people. I really do. Sometimes that gets me in trouble because I'm overly like they're yeah. they're a good person and then they're not. <laughs> you want to get you want to give people the benefit of the doubt only to find out that certain people have agendas that we don't know about. Yeah, that's true. And that's true. They that, end up hurting us in the long run. That's true. And you know what? You guys are gonna get hurt too, but it doesn't mean you stop going and speaking truth. And so we're gonna talk about that as well in terms of what I experienced and how eye-opening it was for me that the people who most likely believed the same thing I did. And it does it, and also this isn't about believing exactly the same as another person. What a boring society if we have to be cloning ourselves, so to speak, and everyone has to be the same. Right. But you can have commonalities. You can have basic values that you align with. Mm -hmm. And it was shocking to me how those who I thought, gosh, there's gotta be more people that our understanding of what I'm saying here right. that aren't speaking up. So we're going to talk about that too, because that is a big problem as well. So anyways, very easy to trigger a progressive that right. is unhinged. And I think that's the key here is um, I've been doing social media for a while now. Mm -hmm. uh, love it, hate it, lots of feelings, been deleted seven times, have had more instances than I can count of dealing with trolls. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and in which Aaron, he's my safe space. So I get to vent to him and he gets to try to make me feel better. But listen, if there's one thing that I've learned in the, in the last eight years, because I have been speaking out at first about the deception and the lies of autism. And that started 
That started uh, at this point 12 years ago now. And that was hard back then. And social media back then was nowhere where it is today. I have been dealing with the trolls. Are they real people? Are they fake people? Uh, The ones who appear to be a real human being behind their profile. And yet the way that they're acting is just mind-blowing to me. And the fact that they would have children and a family and act the way that they do. So basically, just know social media can be a wonderful place. You're building an armor is what you're doing. You're building boundaries. You're, You're building strength. Because at the end of the day, if you let this very small portion of people get the best of you, that it just, everything else crumbles. Your strength crumbles. We yeah. have to be able to stand up and speak truth because you cannot dismantle truth. Truth is truth, right? Do you want to set up sort of our experience here? Well, I, I think the backdrop is, is currently our oldest. We're looking at choice options for schools. Yes. And this has to do with sports. So he has a, a love of a certain sport. And we're just trying, we're, we're in a position that I think many parents get faced with. We have been in the private school system and we love it. And we love the school that they attend. And we have chosen that route for a reason right. for elementary and middle school, because those are very formidable years. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, from, a, from a belief system, it's, it's been wonderful, the environment, right. very, very little issues, so right. to speak, that we've had at this private school. But- as you guys know, as parents, sometimes things throw you for a loop. Mm-hmm. It could be that they have a certain desire uh, for AP classes, let's say, right. or vocation or um, sports. So we're basically looking at what is the best place for our son to thrive in sports and also be able to be firm in his faith, be firm in his faith even if he goes to a different school. Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, for us, we have two schools that we're looking at that we're looking at. And the question is, is, uh, I mean, for us, we're doing our due diligence, asking questions. But when you ask questions, sometimes how we word a question can trigger an emotional response back. And it's so interesting because, yes, words carry weight. There's Mm -hmm. no doubt about that. But certain words nowadays have become this trigger for people oh, that they yeah. just mentally are, com- they just lose it. They, they literally lose it. They lose it. <laughs> and it's, but I always ask myself, okay, if I were to be in front of that person in person, let's say I was just at a random community gathering and I met a fellow mom whose mm-hmm. child went to the school that we're looking at. And I said, oh, hey, I would love your opinions. I would love to know what is the culture like at that school? What is the type of stuff that they teach? Do they teach wokeness? Do they teach progressivism? Do they teach like mm-hmm. just out of curiosity? Right. I guarantee you a face-to-face interaction would be vastly different than what happens on social media. Well, it's... it. Remember, everybody has their feels strong and mighty when they're behind a computer. Mm-hmm. And because there's nothing immediately threatening them. Oh, no, they have all the fake confidence and courage right. in the world. Mm-hmm. So basically, I posted. So basically, I found the only Facebook community page I could find that dealt with this particular school district. Mm-hmm. And I joined it. And uh, come to find out it was, it's actually a, it's a Facebook group, but it's settings are public, which is, I should have 
been a little bit more careful because that opens up a whole other can of worms in terms of really anybody can join it if it's right. public, right? So anyways, I go and I ask a question in good faith and basically said, we're considering these two schools. I would love to know your honest feedback if you have children there. And I listed some questions. I said, what is the community like? What is the culture like? What are, you know, if, if any, are there bullying issues or harassment issues? What are the drug issues like? And then I said, how woke is the curriculum? Mm-hmm. Those were my questions. And I said, thank you in advance. I would appreciate any feedback. And in the very beginning, it was actually some pretty good responses. Mm-hmm. And it's always interesting to me because it takes the trolls and the unhinged liberals a few minutes of delay. And then all of a sudden, here they come like a pack of animals. Right. <laughs> it's literally a mob mentality pack of animals. So unbeknownst to me, I triggered the five raging liberals that live within a 20 mile radius of us. And so the, the short story of it is, is that uh, the long short story is uh, there were some people in there that gave me some good feedback. And actually what was great about it is being able to take some conversations offline with some normal level-headed critical thinking adults. But what I found so interesting is that these unhinged people couldn't Number one, hold a real conversation. It was all about attacking. None of it was rooted in facts at all. And it was... It was slander. It was slander. It was, oh, let me go... Oh, let me just go quick Google Jody and let's see what I can find. And oh, then let me go post this about her to make her look bad. I mean, it's just mind-boggling to me how a segment of society cannot have a normal adult conversation and if they themselves are raising children, Lord have mercy. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if you think about it, these people, they live in a state of fear. Their comfort, though, is through whatever ideology, political, social ideology. It becomes a religion to them. It becomes a religion. And subsequently, anytime you ask questions, you know, we should be able to ask questions. Yeah, you would think, but they, right? But for them, they are they feel attacked. Their structure, their foundation is now mm-hmm. being shaken, sort mm-hmm. of like an earthquake. And they resort to what they know. And that's slander, name calling, all the other garbage. Rather than just looking at facts, right. which was so interesting because I've learned a thing or two about trying to converse with these unhinged people. You can't. You can't. So it used to be years ago. I would actually take the time to try to have a conversation with them. And I learned very quickly and very painfully that that's just not worth your time. So if this is you out there and you happen to post something on Facebook, you happen to post something wherever, and you get the troll that comes along, just block and delete them. Honestly, it's not worth it. You are not going to change someone's mind. Mm -mm. And it's not about changing their mind. This is about you understanding the power you have to control your life what you get to teach your children, what you get to do rather than give that power away, so to speak, to somebody who they don't care about you. They're not in it to actually learn. They're not in it to actually have an adult conversation. No, they don't. So here's where the conversation started going is, again, this is a, a community page, supposedly full of parents of their children go to these two schools, right? right? Uh, or they're somewhere in the district. And it went off kilter as soon as transgender came into the conversation, because another 
uh, mother, bless her heart. I don't know what's going on actually with the case that she has. I actually am very excited to meet her for coffee next week. But an incident that mm-hmm. happened where a transgender boy went into the girl's locker room. Right. And whatever happened, I don't know. Anyway, so she was sharing an experience mm-hmm. that happened at the school. That was a very personal experience. Nothing wrong with that. I didn't even ask that question, but nothing wrong with her sharing that because that's a, an experience and it's actually a legal case. So this is where I feel like when you start talking about things that have such emotional, um, it, it's like a firestorm. It is people. a firestorm. Transgender is one of those topics. Yes, it is. And so that's where it started to go off kilter. And the whole thread just went like, right. <laughs> basically. And honestly, at that point, I was like, this isn't serving the purpose of what I wanted to have happen in this group. This isn't serving the question that I had. And so I just deleted my question and it just deleted everyone's comments because to me, that's not worth it. But let's talk about this for a second, okay. because I do think this is an important topic to talk about legally and to have people understand a few things about this transgender topic. So number one is it does unhinge people, oh, period. Yeah. On both sides. On both sides, it does unhinge people. Now, again, you can stick to facts, biology 101. Now, biology 101, XXXY. Granted, you have a very tiny percentage, very tiny percentage where a certain, let's say, chromosome chromosome yeah, right. thing may happen and somebody may have an extra of whatever. You guys, that is so infinitesimally small. And what I've noticed in my research is many of those people that have that are not, they don't fall into the, I have gender dysphoria confusion No, at all. So this has become, the fact of the matter is, and this is a fact, this used to be called a mental illness. Gender dysphoria used to be categorized as a mental illness, but you can't say that anymore because you will unhinge people. Well, yeah, because, dramatically unhinge them because they. It, what has happened is they have taken this mental illness, in my opinion, and now has basically has made it a civil rights issue. Yes, and I and mean, are they are, are they humans? Absolutely. Yes. Are they people? Absolutely. Are yes, they, they people are. made in God's image? Absolutely. Are they worthy of love and respect? Absolutely. But my friends. What they never want to enter the conversation is fact. Well, no, because everything's based on emotion. Right. And and that's where you're not going to have a conversation. You're going to, you're going and to, and that try was to, clear last night. <laughs> you're going to try to present facts and they're going to re- rebut your facts with slander, with, with their own, whatever it is to back up their philosophy, their, their ideology. Mm-hmm. And you're never going to win an argument. So where do you see this going in terms of the school setting? Because I'll be very honest with you guys. This is a part of our conversation as a family. And I don't think we're alone in this. I think this is a co- topic of conversation of many parents who critically think and have a belief in whatever faith they believe in, right. but they look at facts, they see how ridiculous this all has become. And you go, is my child going to be okay at school? Right. Meaning what are they going to be forced to do? Is somebody of the opposite gender going to be coming into their locker room or into the bathroom? And then sports play into it. Mm. This is literally just the tip of the iceberg. You guys. Yes. Well, right now, if you let's just take the topic of sports. So in all states, a female 
can join a male sport if the school does not offer the sport for females. So that's Title IX, right? That that goes Title IX. And in some cases, universities have taken Title IX to reduce sports for one gender and increase the sports for the other gender. For example, where you went to school, they got rid of its football program because of Title IX. Mm-hmm. And they added more sports for females. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, that was the whole purpose. It was it was equality. Okay. Yeah. And I think, again, even if you look back at when Title IX came about, I mean, look, nothing is perfect. Nothing. No, nothing is perfect. Because as much as we would love to have hope and faith in the system, it's a system. Right. Right. Like there's wins, there's losses, there's everything in between. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, when there was a lot of backlash with Title IX when it first happened. Right. Well, and the other aspect is of Title IX is if you're an institution that receives federal funding, thus you have to be compliant. Now, if you're a private school that's not part of, let's say, a public athletic institution, okay, you can do whatever you want. And there is no discrimination based on Title IX. But once a school starts receiving federal funding or is a part of an organization that is funded by the state, thus you have to be compliant. See, this is where it gets really messy, though, for private schools. Because there's many private schools who don't technically take full-on federal funds, but you have one tiny little percentage of something, and now you're screwed. Yeah, they're they're up the creek. Yeah. So that's the reason why in certain states, especially in the Bible Belt states, um, start with Texas and go all the way to Florida, what private schools have done to not have to address that issue is form their own leagues, their private leagues where they will crown their own state champion, they'll crown their own league champion, whatever it is, because they don't then have to abide by the the state. And it creates that separation of religion and government. So let's talk about this from a legal standpoint, because I do think this is just the tip of the iceberg with the transgender topic. Now, again, I want to be very clear with this. Facts are facts. Okay. Mm -hmm. In no way should anybody be bullied or harassed or violent acts or anything like that. Nobody, here's what's interesting about this conversation is I was immediately in that Facebook thread, I was immediately called a white supremacist bigot just because I asked the question about wokeism. I was immediately labeled that. And this is what happens in this topic of transgenderism and many other things could be, Mm -hmm. you could throw abortion in there. Right. There's a lot, right? Um, is instead of looking at the facts, they immediately want you to feel as if you are a horrible human being just by sticking to facts. Well, because if you, yeah. if they, if you don't, now they got gotcha, you. Right. Right. Well, they, they want, ultimately they want you to play their game and for them, they have nothing to lose. So they'll, they'll, they'll call you white supremacist, racist, all these other words. Oh, and by the way, hmm. conveniently enough. In the middle of all this, mm-hmm. my Facebook account was disabled. So one of them, very convenient, and mm-hmm. I find it very odd. Right. So the only, my my uh, scientific observation here, mm-hmm. <laughs> one plus one equals two, two. Right. is that one of them went and tried to access my Facebook account and disabled it, and I had to try to get it back. So I thought that was very How interesting. How did they do that? They just, you try to log in and pretend like to get in. And mm-hmm. they, if it's too many attempts or whatever, they disable your account temporarily. Oh. Try to hack it, basically. Oh, okay. Anyways. Let's be very clear here, though, is when we are talking about these things that are so heated, 
what I have found is to just speak in loving fact. The right. minute that we get into emotion with them, you're playing, not, their game. you're playing their game and it's not a good situation. I do not think at all. And I will tell you, I have many friends in the gay community. Mm-hmm. I have people that work for me that are. Mm-hmm. I love them dearly as people. Mm-hmm. Okay. They, I will tell you, the majority of the, the, the gay community is against this gender dysphoria mutilation of children right. until they become an adult and have a have their faculties about them and can actually understand what it means to right. go through this. Most of the gay community is against all of this pushing of transgender gender dysphoria on young children. Right. It's so a, it's I a, think that's a fact. It's a small percentage of that community that's screaming the loudest. Exactly. That, so that, you know, instead of standing firm in their beliefs and speaking truth, they're just willing to just bend over and take it. And that's where the problem right. becomes. Because if we are not willing to stand up for children right. and truth, then it's going to come to your front door someday and mm-hmm. you should have spoken up. Right. So all that to say is with this conversation, I will guarantee you most common sense, critically thinking adults out there, even those of faith that may not agree with that lifestyle, let's say, will say, you choose what you want to choose. It's your life. You have free will. Oh, yeah. But how dare you Mm -hmm. try to do this to children? Right. How dare you? Well, and the thing is, is they push it through certain narratives. And again... It goes back to giving an example. In the late 80s, Cheers was having their very last episode. And there was a big uproar because Ted Danzing was going to use a cuss word on television. Never been done before. Everybody's up in arms. He does it anyways. I guess the morality and the issue is, is once you open up that envelope, you open up more issues and more issues. Well, and look more. where Hollywood is today. Right. You open up Pandora's box and you can't close it. Yeah. And so in this case, they're pushing the narrative. And I think right now is people who are pushing this have an agenda. Those who are seeking this have various issues in their life. Well, it is a, I'm sorry, but as much as they take offense to this, they're taking offense and being com- becoming unhinged to truth right. because they themselves are unstable. I'm not talking about an adult who has made a decision for themselves with whatever adult, data they had and whatever they wanted, and they made a conscious, informed consent choice as right. an adult. I am talking about what you're doing to children, right. what you're teaching children, the position you're putting them in in school. So let's talk about legally the way that you see this could play out and what we could, we, what parents can do. Well, in terms of athletics, what's going on right now is there's been various lawsuits by female athletes suing the athletic association. So each, them. each state has an athletic association, which is under the national high school federation. Okay. So they're bringing lawsuits because what's happening is, is they feel that their title nine rights are being violated because it creates an unfair competition when and they have unsafe. to go when they have to go up against a, a biological You've male. You've seen videos of those injuries. Oh, yeah. Well, like the, literally, girls are in absolute physical harm. Right. Playing against a boy. Well, the last one was, um, I'd say, about a month ago, volleyball. Yeah. Where the girl got a severe concussion because From, of yeah. 
from a male because understand that in volleyball, if I'm not mistaken, the, the net is lower. The boy has more strength. Has more strength. That ball's coming 100 miles an hour. So she got hit in the noggin, got knocked out. But no, but but it's a serious injury. Right. So this this is not, I mean, at, at some point, I could see this going a couple different ways, which is, okay, great. If you would like to be transgender as a teen, and again, let's not even, I mean, this is a whole other conversation right. of how mentally stable they are, how mentally mature they are to make a decision at that age. Some of these children getting genital mutilation at age six. Oh, but but by the way, they can make a medical decision, but then it's against the law for them to get a tattoo at that age. Exactly. Or by alcohol. By alcohol. Yeah. Nothing makes sense. So this could go a few different ways, mm-hmm. which is, okay, great. If you are a transgender boy and you are wanting to be a girl and you want to go into the locker room, well, then they're going to have to create new locker rooms just for transgender people. They're going to have to create restrooms just for jan- transgender. They're going to have to create a whole new sports league just for that. Well, no. Th- see, here's the thing. The transgender community, if that's what they wanted, then you would already hear that demand. They don't want that. They want to, <laughs> I'm sorry, but they want to erase women. Right. And then here's- Because the you thing. don't see this conversation. What's interesting about this is you don't see women who want to be men. No. Where is that conversation? You want to know why? They can't compete with men. It's the men who know that they can compete against women and win. Right. How sick is that? Well, it's partly sick is because, in my opinion, playing high school and college sports, they, they're they the ones that rode the bench. They're the ones that couldn't compete. And so instead of working harder, they decide they're going to take an easier route. Sorry to that male, I'm not going to apologize, but that male swimmer at Penn. He goes from 435th swimmer in the nation to first yeah you don't really hear much about that right now it's interesting yeah but then again for but you don't see it in reverse though is my point you don't see you don't see these um these women transitioning to being male you just don't see that you don't see that now i've had females play football for me and i said fine if you want to play football i'm not going to say no i i did tell them i will treat you the same as i treat the men and there is no exceptions. And I made them work just as hard. Yep. They puked. I laughed because that's what I do because <laughs> I have a sick sense of humor when, when my athletes throw up. But if you look at it in the broad scope, if if all they wanted was their own dressing room or their own league, by now they would probably have created that. No, they want to erase women. But then women... But where are we fighting for this? Where are the parents of girls who are in these sports doing things right now to protect their girls? And so they're not. So do you see this becoming a federal law where they're going to force the the acceptance into sports? I don't mean acceptance as people. Let's be very clear about this. No, because I think what's going to happen is, is the federal government's waiting to hear the court cases. And seeing how the judges vote on this. In my opinion, the women have a direct argument when it comes to Title IX. So with So that, you have to use Title IX. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Title IX is the key because that is a federal law that's on the books. Mm-hmm. So if the government were to say, no, Title IX is um, illegal. Well, that would go to the Supreme Court again. Well, you're going to have a lot of females yeah. who are, let's say, athletes 
very upset. So where is the modern day feminist movement in this? They're conveniently absent. They are absent because here's the thing. They are, you know, for most feminists, they're going to be part of the LGBTQ alphabet. If they are now speaking out against transgender, they're going to get kicked out of the club. Well, but that's what's been happening, though. You do have some really outspoken on social media right. um, people of that community who are speaking out against this, and they are getting canceled left and right. Right. And it's interesting it, you know, that they are getting canceled because you know everything is under this umbrella of tolerance, but tolerance, unfortunately- It doesn't go both ways. It doesn't go both ways. <laughs> It didn't go both ways last night. And and here's the thing. And (laughs) and I still remember when I took my human diversity class. Oh, you did, honey. I'm so proud of you. Did you pass? Oh, I passed because I kissed the teacher's butt. But (laughs) That's what you have to do nowadays in college, by the way. Just suck it up and get through it and just pretend you believe it. Just kidding. Don't do that. Actually, yeah. Well, I mean, yes, that is I mean, I went to a very liberal college. Now it's far more liberal than it ever has been. But- if you look at, you know, one group preaches tolerance, but it's tolerance to their views. That's what, you know, what was so interesting about the comments last night as I was trying to, the only thing I would ever comment back was basically, oh, I've noticed that you want to be, you want to have, you love diversity and you you want a tolerance and acceptance. Well, how is that not extended to me for my beliefs and views? They shut up on that. Well, no, they just keep attacking you right. about other things. They can't answer that question. Right. And that's the, that's the, that has always been the, the, the typical progressive liberal stance. It's either you accept our policies, but we will never accept your views. And that's where, again, it, it, it's just like nobody can have a civil conversation. You seem to be very powerful behind your computer. And that's where we're at in society. That's the reason why people don't communicate anymore. So one thing that I wanted to encourage you guys to, as we kind of wrap up a little bit, actually real quick though, let's just play out a scenario of federal law. Okay. Let's say that, yeah, there's cases in certain states happening Mm -hmm. right now, Mm because this, at this point is a state's right issue. Mm -hmm. It's a state issue and local type of issue. It's a state issue. Um, Let's just say they, they still run the Senate, the liberals. We have the house. What could happen there to supersede all of this happening in terms of forcing now federal they can't. law? They can't. Okay, tell me why. Well, in order for fed in order for a law to be passed at the federal level, it has to go through the House, has to be passed. Then it has to go through the Senate, has to be passed. Then it has to be signed by the president. Now, within that system, though, the Supreme Court has the right to look at a law and deem it constitutional or not, Mm -hmm. but somebody has to bring an argument. Oh, and somebody would. Right. So they're not pressing this because they know that A, it's not going to be passed right now with the new uh, house, house, the new house. Thank God. (laughs) But they're allowing the states to decide and also realize this. If your public school takes federal funds, they have to adhere to the Board of Education. National Board of Education. Sure. Now, again, this is where, what do you do, right? Because something that was a little um, interesting to me last night is while I had some wonderful conversations with some people offline and met some new people, and I'm very grateful for that because trust me, you are never alone. And what I was told over and over and over again was if you go to the school board meetings, which by the way, I told my husband, if we do choose this path, I'm running for school board. (laughs) 
well, because the, that's what you have to do. This next school board meeting's December 12th. You have to get involved. That's number one for you guys, okay? Because silence just means you've done nothing. And when something comes to your doorstep, you have nothing if right. you have remained silent. And this does not mean going tit for tat with unhinged liberals who literally are incoherent, basically. They're living in their their delusional world. Right. Um, that's I don't mean going tit for tat or hate for hate or you know, mean for mean. Do not do that. That's not what I do. I've learned the hard way right. again that there's no convincing somebody who is in that that state. But if you don't speak with fact, neutral, emotional, like when I say emotional neutrality, what I mean is you're just sharing facts. Mm -hmm. That's it. Share the facts. Share the facts with emotional neutrality and just keep sharing the facts. But remaining silent is, in my opinion, the worst thing and just as bad as trying to go hate for hate. Right. So what I thought was interesting is, uh, oh, actually, let me finish my thought. So they said, well, if you go to the school board meetings, you'll find that 95% of the parents believe in more of a conservative viewpoint. They're not for all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that was a little encouraging, but I did find it interesting that it it didn't feel as though there were a, other people jumping in. And I don't want to say they didn't need to defend me. I, I wasn't looking for someone to defend me, but to just like, where was the admin of that group? Mm -hmm. Of like, this is totally inappropriate to be acting this way in a group. I'm going to remove you. I'm going to delete your comment. Even if the admin didn't agree because I, well, I can tell you right now, the admin and based on their profile picture did not agree with me. Well, <laughs> but what I've noticed in the world is that although you may see somebody being burned at the stake, you remain silent. Right. Because you, you yourself don't want to get burned. Yes. But the problem is you're going to get burned at oh, some yeah. point if you yeah. stay silent. Well, I mean, <laughs> think about this is that social media, you know, there's some good points and, you know, it has its purpose. But if you try to argue somebody, then you open up that whole entire Pandora's box and now you're going to be attacked. Well, people are just so afraid, especially after COVID, like people's experiences of being shamed for not wearing a mask or getting yelled at in the store by someone or, you know, getting ripped apart on social media because they posted something that showed the truth about this poison injection. Right. Like, here's the thing is, and, and then you can apply this to faith and Christianity and the abortion mm -hmm. uh, narrative and the abortion will just say it's very heated and intense, right? A lot of Christians remain silent on it because they are so afraid of somebody being mean to them or losing right. a friend. Well, guess what? If your so-called friend cannot accept you for your fact-based viewpoint, why are they your friend? Exactly. Why? Why are we in, in, oh, and this was in the sermon actually from Sunday mm -hmm. is uh, it was something to the effect of looking for the acceptance of man is like a lover that will let you down every time. Very applicable because if we stay silent because we are looking for peace and harmony, I'm going to tell you right now, guys, at the end of the day, that so-called peace and harmony you think you're feeling because you're avoiding conflict is only making you physically sick inside well, because you're staying silent. You're gonna it's just creating turmoil inside of you and mm -hmm. it's going to make you sick, which is exactly what they want. Right. And and when something does happen, 
you're going to have no experience to defend your rights, your views, your beliefs, because you chose to remain silent. And again, we're not talking about violence. They want to, oh gosh, I can't tell you the amount of times the only comeback that somebody has had to me is to call me a white supremacist, bigot, MAGA, whatever. I'm like, really? That's all you have? Really? (laughs) For the record, our pastor is African-American. He's amazing. And he will speak truth about Planned Parenthood and Margaret Sanger and the outright attack Mm -hmm. on black babies, unborn babies. But you're a white supremacist. But I'm a white supremacist. Here's the bottom line. Fun experience yesterday. (laughs) Yes, it is. Just please keep in mind that when you're engaging, engage with fact, Mm -hmm. engage with emotional neutrality. I, I really do think we're at the tip of the iceberg here that hasn't even come yet, really. Like we're like climbing. Right. And we can't stay silent on this. We have to stick up for our girls. Mm-hmm. We have to stick up for our boys. And this does not mean that somebody is not loved because they choose something. Where is the protection of truth? And here's another thing. Where's the church right now? Why aren't they speaking up? Many are not. Nope. Some are, but many are not. All right, guys. Thanks for joining today. We will get on recording more podcasts. <laughs> And sharing some of our life experiences. Yes. Um, Head on over to the Warrior Center, though, if you want to join that community, which is an incredible community of people who just want to learn. They want to be more empowered. They want to be more courageous. They want to be able to stick up for themselves and their children with facts. They want to learn in this. You guys, I cannot tell you right now how many posts I'm seeing of people like, what do I do for my child? They're sick again. Oh, my gosh. This is the worst sickness ever. Oh, my gosh. They keep getting sick. Listen. You do not have to be in that cycle. I promise you. Mm -hmm. You have the tools to learn what to do to turn your family's health around over in the Warrior Center. And it works. So head on over there, warriorcenter.com. Find me on social media. Reach out if you have a question. And thank you again for joining today, guys. See you later.